take care of my puppy. You might see him here wandering in the background. So. Yeah, no worries at all. Trying no to at all, man. Um, give him a little more freedom these days. I have to make sure he was potted before he potted in the apartment. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the apartment life. Today's conversation is with Josh Martin. Josh is an eight-year NFL player, most recently on the New Orleans Saints. We talk about the business of football, food, and travel. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, no, I'm happy to be here, man. I, I haven't done a uh, intercontinental podcast before, so this is new for me. It's exciting. Yeah. Um... You find yourself in New York City. Um, just moved into a, a new spot and all settled in with a new puppy. How's that? How's that all been for yourself? Yeah, man, it's been good. Just uh, getting settled, right? Getting adjusted to the new life out in Brooklyn and uh, trying to get this pup potty trained, right? So he stops uh, peeing all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> how's, uh, I guess, why New York for you? Um, you've been on a bunch of different teams in the NFL, uh, most recently out in New Orleans. Um, why, why was New York so important to you? Uh, I love New York. I went to school in New York. Uh, so a lot of my buddies are in New York. A lot of my network is in New York. Uh, I love the energy of the city. I'm a big fan of the arts. Uh, it doesn't get much better than New York when it comes to the arts, especially in the States, um, and really inter- internationally for that matter. Uh, just the culture, man, the people, the vibes. Um, I'm all about it, and that's, that's a big reason why I decided to make my home base here. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's super, uh, like the people you meet, the things you can do in New York, it's unlike any other city in, in America. Um, mm-hmm. Moving, I guess, back to, you know, um, over the weekend, the draft just happened. Um, you were an undrafted guy, but you started at Columbia. Um, how, how did you get to Columbia and what was the journey like over there? Uh, for me, it was uh, both of my parents were teachers. So Academics were a, a major part of my upbringing. Um, there was a point in time where I would miss practice if I missed a homework assignment. I'd miss a game if I missed a homework assignment. Um, so academics were really important to me. And then throughout grade school, I had the chance to play football for the first time in, in ninth grade. Uh, things got a little bit more serious throughout my high school career. Senior year came around. Uh, I was looking uh, to play at the next level when I figured out that I could uh, late in my senior year. Uh, the first opportunity that I got was at the University of Wyoming. Um, I was actually committed there. Uh, then a guidance counselor of mine mentioned the school, New York, Ivy League school, football team. And I figured if I could play at the University of Wyoming, Division One school, Mountain West Conference, I could play at a school like Columbia. So I sent my film over to Columbia knowing that, hey, I wanted to be in New York. Uh, I was planning on going to the school and uh, they liked what they saw, brought me out on a visit, loved the city, of course. And that's how I ended up at Columbia. Yeah. And uh, home for you is uh, where? So just like some context for you moving states. Uh, home. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was originally born in Houston. I moved to uh, Colorado, just outside of Denver. Um, in fifth grade and I finished grade school in Colorado and then came to university in uh, New York. Yeah. And, and then obviously you had an interesting journey um, at school in New York. When, what sort of year uh, was it your junior or senior year that you knew, Hey, uh, the NFL is an actual realistic goal here. Yeah. So uh, junior year, uh, the year before me, there was a guy, there was a guy who was uh, a, year ahead of me 
at Columbia and he was getting some NFL looks. And when the NFL scouts came to practice, I had a chance to rush against him. I had a chance to go up against him. He was an offensive lineman. I was a defensive end at the time. And uh, we'd, we'd go against each other in pass rush drills. So I, I knew that me going against him in those practices with the NFL scouts and then the scouts coming back later that year, take measurements and things uh, my junior year, that is, uh, I knew that, hey, you know, this might be a possibility, right? And then, um, obviously, you do, do all right in your senior year. Um, and then, you know, um, you go through the whole draft process and that type of thing. And as people, mm-hmm. uh, as many um, student athletes went through over the weekend and you don't hear your name called, um, did you think you were going to hear a name called uh, throughout the draft? Uh, no, I was not anticipating being drafted, man. I, I, I knew there was a chance, uh, but I wasn't holding my breath. I, I did know that I'd get an opportunity, though, whether it be a rookie minicamp or an offseason with a team. And I knew that for me, it was just a matter of being prepared for that opportunity. Yeah. And then, and then you obviously get that opportunity um, with Kansas City. Were there other teams um, that were sort of on the bubble there? And then why did you choose Kansas City? Yeah, so uh, really it was between Kansas City and uh, Houston. Uh, and for me, it was a matter of fit within the defense. I played defensive end in college, but I knew that I was going to be transitioning to outside linebacker in a 3-4 defense in the NFL. Um, it was a matter of mutual interest, right? So Texans were a good fit. Chiefs were a good fit. I ended up going with Kansas City because in my mind, in my opinion, uh, and on paper, they had the better linebacker room. So knowing that I wasn't going to be playing right away as an outside linebacker, knowing that I was going to have to learn, I wanted to be sure that I put myself in the best position to learn from some pretty incredible players. Um, back then in, in uh, Kansas City, they had Justin Houston, Tom Bahali, and uh, Derek Johnson. I mean, just three pro bowler, all pro type linebackers um, that are really good at what they do that I could, you know, learn from and watch and, uh, kind of have that natural mentorship. Yeah, and then obviously uh, you succeed to make the 53 there. But what's it like being an undrafted guy through that through that period of time? Um, you know, just just scraping your way across, and just trying to make that 53. Every day, somebody's locker was getting cleaned out. And that's that's what a lot of people don't understand. Even in the off season, they might not have the big cut down from 90 men to 53. But they're, they're rotating through the roster, turning through the roster, not only in the offseason, but even during the regular season. So when you're an undrafted guy, um, you're, you're at the bottom of the roster, right? So you're one of the first people that they're looking at when they're looking to making cuts uh, because someone got hurt or they needed, uh, you know, uh, some relief at another position. Um, when you're at the bottom of the roster, you're always kind of looking over your shoulder um, and you're kind of praying and hoping <laughs> that your last practice was good enough to stick around. So it, it's pretty nerve wracking and it's something where you just have to kind of turn off, right? Your anxiety, right? There's, you, you recognize that there's only so much you can do. You can only give your best every day. You can only control what you can control. And that's something I learned earlier on in my career. Yeah. And, um, you know, people see all the money in, in professional sports, particularly the NFL and the NBA, but, um, in the they NFL, they the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they see it in the headlines. But uh, yeah, yeah. in terms of actually like receiving a salary, that, that doesn't happen year round, if, if I'm correct. No. So even uh, when I made the roster, for example, my rookie year, 2013, 
uh, I made the 53 uh, at a training camp, which means that I had to be on the roster or be paid that salary uh, for three weeks at minimum, right? So they, they couldn't do anything with me, um, or even if they did cut me, they had to they were on the hook for three weeks of salary, a full salary as an active roster player. Um, after that, though, I was waived and put on the practice squad. So this guy's me a, a bit much. I was waived and put on the practice squad, and I was on the practice squad for eight weeks. So I essentially, uh, the practice squad salary is a lot less than active roster salary. I think at the time it was maybe 96000 for the season. Um, which is a you know nice chunk of change. You know, that's a, that's a reasonable salary uh, for anyone. Uh, definitely a privilege to be able to say that. I recognize that. Uh, but to your point, I uh, was on the roster, active roster for three weeks, practice squad for eight weeks, and then I was um, put back onto the active roster um, to the 53. Ended up playing in a playoff game and. Um, ended up receiving game checks for those weeks. We're, we only get paid uh, the 17 weeks of the regular season. And then you have your playoff checks um, that are decided in CBA, public knowledge. Everyone knows how much we make during the playoffs, uh, as well as the um, any bonuses you might have written into your contract at the end of the season. Yeah, for sure. And I know you talk about, you know, making the team um, the next year, uh, people see the Odell Beckhams of the world, the Tom Brady's of the world. Um, but for, for a guy like yourself who's done extremely well but had to bounce uh, through multiple teams and multiple organizations, how's that? Like, what's, how yeah. do you feel? Yeah, I'd say um, a lot of my roster changes have happened. Most of them happened in one year. Uh, for context. So I was with the Chiefs from 2013 to 2015. I was waived in 2015 uh, before the regular season. And uh, I was actually hurt. So I was down a couple weeks. I knew the coordinator, uh, special teams coordinator at Tampa Bay. So I went there, ended up getting hurt again. I was waived. Uh, then I was in Indianapolis on their practice squad. And I was fortunate enough to receive my full salary, uh, active roster salary. While I was on their practice squad. Uh, they allowed me to recover for my injury. I, I, hurt my hamstring that year and uh like Jess ended up approaching me and my agent and said they wanted to put me on the active roster the Colts didn't want to do that I wanted to secure my 401k match for the season right uh get my pension get that credit um so I uh ended up signing with the Jets and I was with the Jets from 2015 to 2018 um so the majority of my career has been spent with the Jets and the Chiefs and then I was only on other teams for a few weeks. And then this past season, I'll make it my fifth team um, with New Orleans, uh, the Saints. I tore my shoulder. So uh, it seems it's definitely been a, a journey of a career. You know, you hear the term journeyman all the time. I've definitely been around the league and lived in different cities. Uh, but a majority of my time has been spent uh, in Kansas City and New York. Like my only permanent residences since I've been in the league have been in between Kansas City and New York, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, for, for people that aren't familiar, when you're injured or put, you're put on IR, um, you know, is, is rehab put down to yourself and you just have to look after it yourself, get the right people, or, or does, the, does the team sort of assist you along the way? Uh, well, it's really between the team services or services that you find 
um, whoever you get hurt with, they're responsible for covering the cost of, you know, maybe surgery or rehab, whatever medical services you may need to recover from that injury. Uh, for me, this past year, I decided to stay in New York uh, for personal reasons. And, uh, you know, I had plenty of great care while I was up here, right? In New York, you can find just about anything you need. So, Yeah, for sure. And um, obviously, being a free agent right now, it's an interesting time. Um, obviously, the draft has finished as well. What is it looking like as a free agent right now? Is it just a, a time where you're just waiting um, and, and just hoping? Yeah, I can't say I, I'm just – I won't say I'm hopelessly waiting or hopefully waiting. Um, listen, I'm going to my eighth year. I know how this business works. I know that football is not waiting on me, right? I know that the league – and the season will go on with or without me. So I'm doing my best to prepare for any outcome, right? That's, that's why I do a lot of the things that I do off the field. Uh, and this particular year, uh, I would say that it's probably advantageous for players like me, guys who have playing experience, guys who are professional in their work, uh, that have a reputation of, of doing the right thing and of being uh, hardworking and diligent uh, when it comes to their craft. Uh, because there isn't really an off season, right? You have this draft, you have these undrafted free agents being signed. Uh, but there's a lot of growth that happens in that first offseason going into a season. Uh, learning an NFL playbook, getting accustomed to the, the speed, the culture of a team, um, the business of, of football. Uh, all, all of these rookies have to be groomed and developed to be ready for this upcoming season. And there's very limited time to do that. Uh, whereas you have a guy like me, other veteran uh, players across the league who are free agents, it's really more of a plug and play type situation right I don't I don't need to learn how to cover a kick I don't need to learn how to block on kickoff return or punt uh, a pro style at least uh, in the NFL um, I don't need to learn how to drop a curl flat or you know a buzz flat whatever it may be um, I'm familiar with the majority of the techniques used in the league um, so that that works in my favor when you have a short off season uh, like the one we're having now I mean even last year I didn't get signed until uh, july end of july the day before training camp um and, and still had a chance to make the team and, and show my worth well, obviously i was on ir so i wouldn't consider that making a team but uh i was in a position to to where they felt comfortable enough to sign me so late in the offseason to be able to contribute to the team potentially yeah and you talk about um things you've done off the field i know um yourself and and jake went in an rv van um and like did a bit of a, a documentary series and that obviously got picked up recently as well um do you want to go into that a little bit yeah so i wouldn't say it's gotten picked up we've had some bumps in the road so, <laughs> uh so we, we we rented an rv um and had these really cool conversations with different community leaders across uh, the united states and uh learned about the issues that these communities face, right? The idea was one, I wanted to make a difference, right? I, I wanted to uh, leverage my platform to affect positive change. I didn't quite know how to do that. So I felt it was best to go and learn about the issues first, which is what really informs the show. And then hopefully uh, in sharing those conversations that we have, we increase the awareness around these issues and uh, encourage people to act. Yeah, and um, where does sort of, I guess, these sort of projects just come from? Like, do, do you have passions in these areas? 
um, you know, how do you sort of structure these projects to fit within a professional football schedule? Uh, I mean, we have a long off season, man. That's how I'm able to talk to you now, uh, right? Um, after the Super Bowl, I've never been fortunate enough to plan the Super Bowl, but um, you know, you have the first week of February, soon to be the second week of February or third week of February now with the new CBA. Uh, we have mid-February until mid-April of entirely free time. So uh, beyond training and taking care of your body, which is just, it's more of a lifestyle, right, than a job. Um, you know, I might train, recover for a few hours a day. The rest of my schedule is full. So I like to spend that time uh, doing other things that I enjoy uh, and, and reflecting back on um, that sort of process of figuring out what I want to do. I look back and what I enjoyed before football. Uh, so, for example, I played musical instruments growing up. Uh, so I decided to join uh, the board at Harlem School of the Arts to help support um, sharing my love for the arts and music with the next generation. Um, I, I enjoyed making home movies and videos for projects in school uh, when I was in grade school. So I thought, hey, uh, why not get in front of the camera? And it didn't hurt that I was with Vayner, who was also suggesting, um, now my first meeting with AJ Vaynerchuk at Vayner Sports, he asked about how I felt about having a camera follow me around for a vlog series. Uh, so that I ended up doing that. And that became uh, a food thing where I'd go into restaurants and talk to the chefs. I love to eat, right? I just, what do I love to do? And let's find a way to, to in incorporate it into something that's productive and that could be a value to other people. That's kind of my, uh, that's my process. There's not much to it. <laughs> just do what yeah, I like yeah, to yeah. do. Uh, and uh, I, I could become more strategic in terms of making that hard transition when that time comes. Um, and that's obviously crossed my mind, but at the point being, at the time being, it's just um, doing things that I enjoy doing. For, that's, that's the only reason I do what I do. Yeah, yeah. And um, you talk about food, um, you know, on your Instagram story, you're always making really nice food. Um, you know, you're taking your time making really nice food. Um, you know, do you have any go-to recipes given that, you know, you've, you've got a bunch of time right now uh, due to COVID? Yeah. So that, that's, that's a new thing, man. I can't say that I've always enjoyed cooking. I've always loved to eat, but I, in terms of cooking for myself, that's definitely been a, a recent development with the stay-at-home orders and COVID-19 and, and uh, restaurants being closed. I've really uh, fallen back on uh, my cooking skills. And I can't say that my cooking skills were really all that great until I've kind of started putting in practice over this last uh, these last few months, really, even before COVID. I, I tried to make an effort to uh, tried to make an effort to um, just learn and, and practice. Uh, I've had some not so good meals. Um, and obviously, this is a long with an answer. You asked me what's one of my go to recipes. So, one of my go to recipes, I like this chicken thigh dish with a honey soy garlic sauce. Um, and I kind of just interchange uh, the veggies as I see fit. You know, I might have Brussels sprouts with potatoes one day, maybe sweet potatoes, uh, green beans carrots the next um and i like it because it's a, it's a one pan dish so you, you sear the chicken thighs uh, for a few minutes each side uh, an olive oil butter mixture you toss in the veggies saute the veggies uh take that out you put the sauce in there with the soy sauce and the honey and the garlic um let that simmer reduce and then you put everything in one pan toss in the oven at 350 for about 30 minutes and 30 minutes later it's a pretty cool meal so like that's one of my go-to that's that's probably the first meal that I made and I made it the most because I enjoy the way it tastes the most. So 
Yeah. Are you, are you a guy that needs all like the professional utensils? Or are you happy to just go with whatever you've got in the kitchen and just roll with that? You know what? I invested in a set of pots and pans and knives. Um, that means I didn't really have pots and pans and knives uh, before. Um, but, you know, I wanted to new apartment, you know, new pots and pans type situation. So I wanted to uh, get started on the right foot. So can I make the most of what I have? Absolutely. But I do enjoy uh, cooking on uh, some, some nice pots and pans if I, if I do get the chance. It makes a difference in my mind. Oh, yeah, 100%. I agree. Um, you also have done a fair bit of like travel as well. Um, what do you love about travel? Um, where have you been? Yeah, so for me, travel is a way to experience different cultures, right? Uh, sort of find my own place in the world. Where do I fit into this this uh, planet and uh, everyone on it, right? So for me, it's a, it's a combination of food and a combination of experiencing different cultures to gain perspective. Uh, my first trip I took uh, out to Asia, uh, stopped in Tokyo, I did Shanghai. Uh, what else did I do? Hong Kong. Uh, Bangkok, Koh Samui, and uh, Phuket uh, down in Thailand. Um, the year after that, I did Patagonia and oh, Argentina, wow. a few spots down there, and uh, harvested coffee in Colombia, uh, up in the mountains in Colombia, which is a lot of fun. And then most recently, last year, I went to Asia again, and I did Singapore, uh, Bali, Cambodia, and, and Vietnam. Um, so when I typically when I go, I like to take advantage of the amount of time that I have in the off season, right? So I I, I try to go for at least a few weeks. Uh, this year is different because I got my puppy, and um, you know, tough to travel with a, a two month old dog. Um, he he's been my adventure for the year, so I, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Do you have any sort of places that um, once sort of everything settles down in the world that you really want to go to? Oh. Uh, I really want to go to Mexico City uh, for a lot of cool things about Mexico City. I also would like to hike Machu Picchu. Um, it would be really cool to go to the other side of Patagonia in Chile, um, other side of the Andes, and then also be able to hit up uh, Easter Island. I think that would be really cool to see those figures. Um, yeah, so I try to think of the locations where I want to go where they're easily accessible, right? So that would be, hopefully I think I can get from Western South America through Mexico City. Um, I try to keep it in the same region so it's easier to travel. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah. Um, and a few points just to sign off on. You've obviously got your brother in the NFL now. Um, did you assist him along the way? I'm sure you did uh, when he was at college and sort of um, shaping him to be a pro as well. Yeah, I mean, he did all the work. I just tried to offer any sort of information, uh, any sort of value that I could add uh, from my experiences and what I knew, what it took for me to get to where I am. Uh, he's obviously doing very well going into his third year uh, with the Texans next year. Uh, I just downloaded all everything that I've learned throughout my career into him, and hopefully he can take that and, and make the most of it. And that seems to be the case so far. So I'm, I'm super proud of him. And uh, it's a cool moment when you see a little bro's name get drafted or get called in the draft. Um, you know, that, that's the idea, right, is that the next 
generation, you know, is a little better, right? And try to instill uh, any sort of information and uh, love and care and all that stuff. Um, that's, that's what I tried to do. And so far, so good. So, yeah, yeah for sure. And he got traded um, this last of uh, this last season. How does that go down? Like, what happens when you're getting traded? Uh, well, I've never been traded before. What my understanding is that obviously the player doesn't really have much say in that particular position. He's coming off of his rookie year. He doesn't have much leverage um, in terms of experience or success after his rookie year. Um, you kind of pick up and go. I think he was away for the weekend and then you heard you were getting traded. He had to leave his dog at his girlfriend's parents' house and uh, find a place to live, uh, move his furniture. Um, so you're kind of in a foreign environment and then the rest of your life kind of catches up, right? Because the season's starting at that point. Um, so you have to learn a playbook, learn a new city. Thankfully, we're from Houston. Um, so there wasn't too much to learn. Um, he had family there, which was nice. Um, so that they could help with the transition, but uh, it, it's, it's pretty sudden and it doesn't slow down because, you know, everyone's trying to game plan and things for the next week. Right. Yeah. The machine sure. moves on. Yeah. 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 Well, um, it's been a pleasure to uh, have you on it and chat a little. Um, I guess, I guess one final note, what, what are you looking forward to doing, um, you know, post COVID when you're free, um, when you can take Rafi outside, properly and sort of extended periods of time yeah i uh i really want to go upstate i don't i don't think i'm going to travel too much uh before the season i I don't even know when the season's starting one they haven't announced that officially uh but i I don't think i'll get too much of a chance to travel before the season so my idea is to get upstate into some nature maybe you can airbnb let the pup run around for a bit taking uh the clean air uh but the, uh, even though the air around New York is pretty clean these days because there's no, no traffic, uh, do that for a weekend and then get back into the gym, man. I was really upset when they closed all the gyms. Uh, it's, it's hard enough to train in New York as it is. There aren't a lot of uh, proper training facilities, so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back into the, where, the gym uh, to get a proper workout in. Yeah, where, where, where are you training out of right now? How's your shoulder as well? Shoulder's doing good, man. I have my little home gym with my exercise bands and uh, my perfect push-up handles and the jump rope. Uh, but I've been crushing it on these uh, stairs. I live in a high-rise building, so uh, about four times a week. Uh, excuse me, about four times a week. I, I hit 82 stories. Um, and then incorporate some plyometrics, some body weight stuff, kind of uh, like hit training type uh, workouts uh, with the jump rope and everything. And um so far, so good. So I got, it's that, it, it works. Um, it's just not what I'm, I'm used to doing this time of year. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It, it'll be a relief once uh, gym's open for everyone, I think, and, and just getting outside and actually being active again. For sure. No, I'm looking forward to that and uh, looking forward to see what comes with this season, man. So much is up in the air. Uh, I think when it all settles, um, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I think we'll be in a better place hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah, for sure. Fingers crossed, man.